This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. As we welcome in our man, there he is. Scott Gobranson. <laughs> Down Scott, town, Scott. This will be the most fun we've had in weeks. <laughs> they did it. Oh, Scott, they did it. How, how, what, let, let's, I, I don't even know where to start. Freedom! Oh, let's, let's, Freedom! I don't even know where to start. Let's, what, what did you see watching the Las Vegas Raiders on Sunday? You know, I saw guys having fun again. I saw guys, I think, believing in one another and, and a team that clearly, clearly was lacking in leadership from the head coaching position. So, you get a guy like Antonio Pierce who's walked in their shoes who immediately knew what good leaders know, and that is it's not just enough to ask for trust or to ask for respect. You have to earn it. You have to not only earn it, but you have to pay it off and show uh, that you're there with them. It doesn't matter what you do in life as a leader. That's what you got to do. So after all of this tumult, after all this happened, Antonio Pierce stepped up and told those guys what it was going to be like, then they exhaled. They exhaled. They went out and they played. We saw a little bit of what we thought we'd see from this offense, right? Which was, hey, you got some talent there. If you run it the right way, you should be able to score some points. And they were able to do that. And they did it with Aiden O'Connell, at quarterback. Yeah, his numbers weren't C.J. Stroud numbers. We're not talking about that kind of situation. But what we are talking about is a quarterback who's confident, who knows how to read the defense, and not only that, his team believes in him. Even the Wiley veterans, they wanted this kid, and clearly he was being kept from that starting role from a coach who had his own issues, I guess. Mm. And, and what did you see from from Aiden O'Connell? I mean, they, I know they got you know he played well, but you know they got they had some good field position. They you know got some turnovers that helps out as well. But just not the quarterback position. I mean, did you see Aiden O'Connell as a guy like, yeah, he should have been in here all along, or you know, just how did you feel about his performance? Yeah, and the answer to your question is yes, he should have been there all along because that's the best quarterback they have. Now, if he was on a different roster with a quarterback who plays well in front of him and doesn't get injured, then it might have been a different story. Then you can sit Aiden O'Connell, let him learn. But he clearly came in, and what I saw was a, a quarterback confident. I saw a quarterback who would stick in the pocket, wait for things to develop, go through multiple reads before dumping the ball off or going downfield. We saw the longest pass of the year, 50 yards to Trey Tucker on a nice uh, nice pattern down the sideline, uh, actually right at the numbers, and Trey Tucker laid out to get the ball. So he put the ball where only Trey Tucker could get it. Yes, he had to make a nice catch. But I saw a quarterback confident who was cool and collected. He did not get nervous. He didn't turn the ball over, right? In his emergency spot start earlier in the season, he turned the ball over three times. Against uh, the Giants, he did not do that. And the Giants' defense, I know the Giants are down right now, but their defense up front especially is not bad. And the Raiders' offensive line deserved credit too. They kept a clean pocket for the rookie throughout most of that game, so it made it a lot easier. Oh, and by the way, 
that Josh Jacob guy who runs uh, really mm. like an angry man, mm -hmm. guess what? That also helped out his quarterback significantly. It was good to see Josh Jacobs back. Maybe Josh Jacobs was on strike. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we've seen we've seen it. We've seen it before. Maybe <laughs> maybe, point. maybe Josh Jacobs was on strike and he's like, all right, Josh is gone. I'm going to run again. <laughs> Could be. I mean, listen, you guys have heard all the stories and seen all the, the reports about what that locker room was like, how petty it turns out that Josh McDaniels was with this team and how he was punitive mm -hmm. if you spoke up. Uh, that's not an environment. Listen, I know you guys somewhere down the line in your lives, doesn't matter when, have worked in a toxic work environment. We all have. Okay. And it sucks to go to work every day. And you don't do your best. As, as much as you try, it's just mentally exhausting. So we see a little bit, a little bit of what the Raiders' problems have been this season. And that was they just didn't have the right leader. Now they're freed up. You saw them after the game smoking cigars and people were making fun of them. It's like, no, you don't understand. Mm -hmm. These guys get to be themselves. They get to take back their culture and be able to just go out and play football the best that they can. Yeah, man. And, and I'm all for that. I'm all for that. And the thing that I start – thinking about immediately when I saw them, you know, after the game and feeling good about themselves, I, you know, took a, oh, let me take a look at this this record. Oh, they're only four and five. Like, <laughs> there's plenty of time. How many games left? Eight, nine games left? Can they make a playoff run at this point? I know it sounds crazy after one win to think that way, but they're right there. They can, they, they can go on a, a, a run where they win three out of four, you know, and, and have realistic thought about the playoffs. Are they possibly thinking about that as well? You, you never know. Look, you can't count anything out. The schedule gets a lot tougher, okay? They got the Jets on Sunday night coming up this week, and then you have to go to Miami, and then you have to play the Kansas City Chiefs, okay? Mm -hmm. So uh, it's a tough road, and then they get a bye. So we'll see what happens. I think that this opportunity for them is to kind of sh to climb out of that hole, show who they are, and and let the rest of it take care of it. I think I think they're going to have to be consistent. Like at one game is great, and don't get me wrong. Like I said earlier, I'm not undermining, or I, say, I shouldn't say, underestimating how important that win was for that team uh, and the organization. But you got to do it consistently. So can they beat the Jets? Yes. Obviously, we saw the Jets can't score points. Reminds me of watching the Raiders earlier in the season, by the way. Um, but but they have a tough defense. So we'll see what they can do. And then Miami and Kansas City, if they can win one of those games, then you, you might have me believing that they got a shot at it. So we're big on vibes. We, we are strong believers uh, in vibes. But vibes can only get you so far. Does right. this talent, does this team have the talent to salvage the season? I think they do on offense and I think the defense and, and I get a lot of a lot of our listeners get upset when I say this, but on defense, do they have all the talent in the world? No. Are they a, do they have talent? First line talent at every spot? No, but they're playing really well. If you look at what that defense has done, they've given up three touchdowns in two games. OK, including the game with the Detroit Lions, who scored a touchdown late when the defense had been on the field for the entire game because how bad the offense was. So when I look at that and I say, hmm. Defense is believing to get the getting key performances from young players like Amik Robertson, who had a great game the other the other day. Um, and and man, it's like one of those things where yeah, they they might just do it. And I think they could if the offense gets clicking and the offense can, can consistently put up points and the defense plays at a level they are now or at the level they're playing against better competition. Then you could say, yeah, they might be able to back into the playoffs mm. in a wild card spot, depending on what happens. I mean, look what's happened in Buffalo, right? Yeah. Buffalo's fallen off. You've seen San Francisco fall off. That's on the other side. But still, in the NFL, it's a game of attrition, and you never know what's going to happen. Right. So anything's possible. I just know that Raiders fans have hope, and I'm not going to squash that for them right now. No, man, and it shouldn't, man. I, I, what happened on Sunday was so encouraging and so – cleansing you know it seemed like you talked about it for the for the players but felt that way for for the fans too they got video i don't know if i've ever seen this lately i got video of uh uh mark coming out the tunnel and people saying thank you mark thank you or whatever the case may be it was just a, a cleansing in that in that entire building um I, I don't know man we talked about it before i think they got enough playmakers man i think they got enough players on both sides of the ball that if Tony Pierce can um, push the right buttons, have these guys ready to play, I definitely think they can compete. The, the thing about this as well with Antonio is it was reported 
that this is a real opportunity for him. Like mm-hmm. it's not, you know, oh, just uh, hold place right now and then in the offseason we'll, we'll look to get somebody new. If he can keep this energy up and keep this team feeling this way, they may go to bat for him to to stay stay around as the coach. And obviously, you got to win games too and play well too. But I mean, this is a a big opportunity for him as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, if he can if he can turn this thing around and and get them into the playoffs, maybe even win a playoff game. Who knows? Then then absolutely, I think there's opportunity there for him. And you're right he he brings back an attitude of pride uh, that that team needed and that the organization, and by the way, it's, it's people inside the building too, that aren't on the football side who've told me as well, how much different of a place it is since this all happened. So again, this permeated the building because how the football team was doing and how uh, the former head coach was interacting with people, it just wasn't a good situation. So you bring in Antonio Pierce, this guy, I mean, he's, he's genuine, right? He's transparent. He's not, He's not fooling anybody. Right. He's not trying to fool anybody, I should say. Mm-hmm. He's not out there trying to make himself. He's like, look, we got to do what we got to do right now. And what I love about him, guys, and this is another great hallmark of a great leader, which is people asking, well, are you, uh, do you want the opportunity to have this job full time and all that, which is the right question to ask. And his response, and I'm paraphrasing, was basically, look, what I'm concerned with is right now and this football team playing to the best of their ability because if we do good things and we do what we're supposed to, the rest will take care of itself. And that's what you want to hear. He's not focused on three months from now. He's focused on this week against the Jets because he understands because he, he's got a ring, remember? He played the game. He's saying to his guys and to him and himself and his coaching staff, we got to do this one week at a time. If we do what we can do and I know what you're capable of, then guess what? Then I don't have to worry about maybe they offer me the job because they probably will because it means we'll be successful. Mm-hmm. And that's how you, I think, motivate young men at the prime of their lives playing a game that we would all love to play for money. But nonetheless, I think this team has turned around and and because they have a leader they believe in who they're connected to. Mark got a new haircut and went and <laughs> the most well-spent $85 million in history. <laughs> write that check uh, um, right yeah. i mean yeah i mean how 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 bad did it have to be for mark to go it's fine here here just get the hell out of my face yes yes oh. and that's the thing too because remember i i and we've heard it and we've talked about it on this show with you guys which is this idea that the raiders can't afford stuff now we go back to the oakland days when they didn't have a stadium they didn't have all this revenue coming in it was absolutely true now they're the sixth most valuable franchise. That's why he could do it too, by the way, because they have that money. It doesn't count against the salary cap, as you guys know, coaching stuff doesn't. And so he just wrote that check. And yes, they're still paying John Gruden. I get that. But they were fortunately in the position where they could use the cash to get out of a bad decision. Uh, and certainly it's hopeful that uh, Mark Davis, in addition to improving his haircut, was maybe now understanding that, hey, you know, next time I go to hire a coach, I got to do a little more to understand. And maybe he's right under the roof. And oh, by the way, Champ Kelly, the uh, interim GM, is one of the most respected front office guys in the league. So he might end up keeping his job, too, if this team can kind of put it together a little bit and show really good progress towards the end of the season. That's what I always, when they talk about owners and stuff like that, and Mark's an idiot. No, Mark ain't an idiot. Like, he hired some guys. I know, I know people don't like Josh and thought he should have been fired or whatever, but you just, you just hired him a year ago. Like you're not going to fire him at the end of last year. More to, that, to me, that's not good business. You got to give it time to see what happened. He gave it time. It didn't get any better. In fact, it got worse. He made the move. <laughs> that's what Mark said. Right. It's like it got, yeah. it got, man, it got worse. Mm-hmm. Like he, he regressed, this team regressed, uh, and vibes were bad. Yeah. And yes. And, and the, and the, the I think that as we heard Sunday from Jay Glazer on Fox Sports about how uh, the meeting when Antonio Pierce came up, I don't know if you guys heard the story, but he came up during that closed door meeting last the last week before the, the, the Lions game when McDaniel said, OK, unload. Everybody unloaded on the coach. And then Antonio Pierce caught up for the coaches and told them, hey, let me tell you about my experience when I was with the Giants in 2007. And we no one gave us a chance to beat the undefeated Patriots in the Super Bowl. And we beat them. And then afterwards, Josh McDaniels took Pierce aside and said, don't ever bring up that game. Don't ever, don't ever criticize the Patriots. So, so it tells you, it's like, dude, you're getting paid by the Raiders. You're worried about the Patriots? That's mm. the past. So that, 
the whole Antonio Pierce dynamic too there in the waning weeks, as we've heard from a lot of the beat writers, has been he was the guy that players went to because mm. he already had their trust. So another good decision by Mark Davis, by the way, to pick Antonio Pierce, who is a gem of a dude. And, uh, you know, we're in the media business. We're not supposed to be rooting for people, but I'm rooting for the guy because uh, if he can pull it off and do a great job, what a great story it would be. Yeah. Yes. Scott, you're going to learn pretty quick. We don't give a damn what those old old, old, <laughs> old media things yeah. are about. That is not John, our bad. I know. Josh I still McDaniels. got that bone in me, though. I went to journalism school. It was, like, knocked into my head for so long. Josh McDaniels is uh, – what's old boy's name? Lakers coach? Old Lakers coach? Ogle? Who? No. <laughs> uh, him and Pat Riley in winning time. Pat Riley? Oh, uh, uh, Westhead. <laughs> Paul Westhead. Yeah. Was Westhead. Paul Pierce Here's- was getting no, no, he wasn't because Paul Westhead was a good coach. There's no evidence that Josh McDaniels is Just paranoid. Like, hey, don't, don't talk about that. Yeah, well, don't talk about that. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's that. Uh, You're out of here, buddy. Scott, I think I'm going to enjoy our conversations a whole lot more moving forward talking about this football team. Uh, and it was great to catch up with you this week. We'll see how the Raiders follow up the feel good vibes uh, this week, man. As always, guys, appreciate you. Have a great rest of your week, and we'll see you next week. Downtown Scott. It's our man Scott Branson. Uh, Make sure you check him out, Silver and Black, today. We'll come back. Uh, We'll dive back into the NBA. Um, Good vibes will die as we'll get back to the Sacramento Kings uh, as well and talk about some of the teams that are playing well. Uh, So there's a lot ahead. Can't wait to get Trista's thoughts on all of this as well. She'll Mm -hmm. be with us at the top of the 2 o'clock hour. Steve and KC brought to you by Sky River Casino and Sacramento Sports Leader. ESPN 1320. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. D'Lo and KC and D-Generation X here in the chatty house. Are you ready? <laughs> don't, don't. Yeah. I need to add that to the soundboard. Um, we We meant to talk about it on Monday. We didn't. The Jay Glazer uh, report about the Raiders. What a jackass Josh McDaniels is. That's crazy. What a jackass. Hey, hey, uh, don't ever bring up the Patriots again. You understand me? Get out of town. That report was so outrageous. I thought for a second, this can't be true. This can't be real. This is just piling on. Mm-hmm. Then to hear it reported like the same type of scenario oh, from multiple people, that's that's bad. Hey, uh, That's so bad. Hey, man, uh, don't ever bring up the Patriots again, right? You got that? Bye. Is that what he sounds like? What was that? Yeah, that's what he sounds like. Oh. It's like, hey, um, Antonio, uh, don't ever bring up the Patriots again. 
Right? Napoleon Dynamite is cousin? Yeah, I don't understand. <laughs> like, where are you getting this voice from? It does not sound like Skip. Can we get Josh McDaniels? Um, can we get Josh McDaniels saying, um, give me some of your tots? <laughs> or no, I'm keeping my tots or whatever he says. <laughs> no, no. The, the, was that his cousin? I didn't think that was his cousin. No, I'm saying it sounds, it sounds, Josh McDaniels sounds like Napoleon Dynamite. Give me your tots. Okay. We're not doing this with that movie again. It's a classic. <laughs> it is. Boy, I bet you I can throw a football with a mountain. <laughs> That's a classic line. <laughs> y'all really be, Uncle Rico. <laughs> y'all Uncle really Rico be throwing classic, that line man. classic around. <laughs> y'all really just be throwing that around. But, yeah, that was a pretty wild report. Mm-mm-mm. And that's why them dudes were lighting cigars when that thing was over. Yep. That's why they were celebrating the way that they were celebrating. Um, but now, you know, you got you got games you got to go win. Right. Uh, so we'll see how uh, they approach this. And obviously Antonio Pierce is uh, coaching for a job. I don't think that the Mark and the, the rest of that group there, if there is a group, will make the same mistake that they made with Bashadi a couple years right. ago. Uh, give, him a, give him a real look. Real give, opportunity. Give them, give them a real look and 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 weigh the pros and the cons. You don't have to weight the players' wants a hundred percent, but you do have to take some of it into account, mm-hmm. especially the guys you feel important are important to your franchise. The Devontae Adams, the Mike Crosby's, those type of guys, uh, and Aiden O'Connell should be a big part of that too, because he very well might be your quarterback of the future. Right, right, you and gotta keep all that stuff in mind. And and also you keep in mind how this team finishes the season. Yeah, you know if they mm-hmm. finish playing good football, um, you 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 should factor that into whether Antonio comes back. This is an important moment though for Mark Davis. Like you, oh, it doesn't matter who it is. You gotta get this coach right. But you have to. Why is that so important for Mark? And I'm not trying to be combative. On two. No, I know, but he's still going to own the team, and the team's still going. Yeah, but I'm, I'm just saying, like for winning wise, like oh, you, you sure. set yeah, yeah, your yeah. franchise, yeah, even further. Like where they're at right now, if Antonio or anybody else is the right coach, yeah. you're not that far back. Like you can go from where you're at to playoffs next year. If you have another Josh McDaniel situation where this guy just isn't it from the jump, like now you're blowing it all up. You're going like Carolina and trying to get the number one pick and having a bunch of young guys and putting you even further back than you are right now. So whoever it is, I hope it's Antonio Pierce personally, but Mm -hmm. whoever it is, it's got to be the right guy. Is Harbaugh the right guy? Like, what if Harbaugh comes to Mark Davis? I want to coach your team. Do you just automatically? Yep. I don't know that. He he wasn't asking me. He was no, I, I'm, I'm asking both, both of you. Yeah. I don't I don't know that Harbaugh is the right fit. For the I wouldn't go the Harbaugh route. I don't know that's the right fit for the Raiders. Harbaugh will coach in the NFL. He'll probably coach in the NFL next year. I just don't feel like it's the Raiders. The the that feels uh, like two kind of combustible elements together. Nah, I think. So here's the argument for it. Harbaugh, in the one opportunity in the NFL, he hadn't had a whole lot. But it's more of a team that's got some talent, no direction, and they're ready to hear a change. And they're they're ready to win, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like, they got a bunch of veterans. That's what the 49ers team was. They had a bunch of veterans. They had talent, but mm. Singletary didn't connect with them. They didn't like his mess. They couldn't get anybody to mold the talent they had and say, hey, I'm here. You guys can win. We're here to win right now. I don't think he's a, a a franchise builder. I think he's a guy that is there to get talented teams to another level. And that kind of feels like what the Raiders might be. Chicago? It might be a little know. young. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't I don't know that that team exists. Yeah, they might be. I think the Raiders are pretty close to it. You've got Devontae. You've got Max Crosby. You've got Jacobs. Like, you've got veteran guys yeah, that just, are ready to win know. football games. And they'll listen to anybody coming in with a different voice. Now, maybe Antonio so, Pierce being there has kind of buffered that yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. If you yeah. went straight from McDaniels to Harbaugh, maybe that will work oh, a little more very... seamless. But – 
Yeah. You know, maybe yeah. they just like Antonio and they'd rather have him and yeah, that, you know, that, that might mess things up. That could create a weird dynamic for sure. Uh, then, come on. Hey, this is uncalled for, Roddy. Much harder to steal signals in the NFL. Roddy's Stay right. away. Uh, Roddy's right. He got rid of that guy. Well, well no, the guy quit. They suspended him with pay. Yeah, and and then I believe he was probably I mean, asked to. Resign. Tomato, tomato. Is he on the team anymore? No, we handled that. Wow, you really, you you really defend cheaters. You guys think that guy got like a bag on his way out? He had honest question. Absolutely. Well, yeah, because I'm my guess. Better not say my name. Well, Don't my, say anything. My guess, Brian is, Anderson. My guess is they told him to resign. Because he he wasn't fired, mm-hmm. he was getting paid. My guess is they told him to resign, yeah. and you, you know, resign. We give you a little severance package. Mm-hmm. We keep it moving. Yeah, that's I'm, I'm sure what happened. You know, just don't mention you're 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 a one man wolf pack. You're a bad apple. Mm-hmm. You went rogue. Mm-hmm. Is that nothing to do with us? Just remember that you know that we dropped this duffel bag off to you. You understand that's witness tampering that you're explaining. But I guess that's just the latest line of criminal charges that the Michigan Wolverines should have filed against. Them. Just, I don't know nothing about that. I'm just saying, like, no, you're advocating for witness tampering. I'm that's telling what you're, you're doing like right now, right right live I'm, on the radio. I'm telling you, this is a conversation that may have happened between somebody mm-hmm. in this coach mm. that somebody may not even be affiliated with the, the Michigan Wolverines team. Sure. Just happens to be a booster who donates like a billion dollars. Sitting at a, a Starbucks. Year. You're at one booth. I'm at the other booth. Just talk on the, so you know, the Michigan like Wolverines are, are run like good fellas. Like what, what are you talking about? You advocating for criminal behavior. <laughs> is this a terrible turn that this show has taken? We used to be role models to children. <laughs> then pause started. Now Kenny's advocating for criminal behavior. Casey was like DJ Envy, except with his mortgage, just telling right. us not to pay it. Right, yeah. Unbelievable. Caesar, Caesar's going to uh, hold down Envy, and uh, road coach is going to hold down the Michigan football team. Well, at this rate, Caesar's brother's going to come after us. <laughs> Let's get Mitch in here, and we'll get back to the Kings. 916-909-1320. Mitch! What's up, man? David, Casey, my my favorite uh, Westerners. How we doing? What's good, big dog? Yeah, well, I'm glad these coaches. Well, I didn't get a whole. whole what you say? I just said, what's good? I said, what's up? He says, hi, how are you? I, I wish I'm 100% good health because I, uh, I can't get rid of this card. It all started from my, my grandson's daycare. The kids will do that to you. Those little preschools and daycares, they 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 hold a lot of germs, man. Oh, my God. And I'm 61. It's wiped me out the second time in one and a half months. Anyway, I saw a great game Saturday. It was a great game. USC, Washington. Mm-hmm. About time they got rid of that Grinch. What a name. Yeah. It's about yeah. 11 games too late. We, we gave... Penix, uh, uh, the highest on the civil platter. Mm. Suspend Michigan. You better what? get Washington Huskies. Suspend them. Come on. That's cheap. No, it, it, we're not here. suspending them. They should be allowed to play the Final Four. You get Washington Huskies to be in the Final Four. And same thing with the Raiders. I'm glad that coach is out, so we should never coach again. And now the Raiders are screwed. They're going to miss out on Caleb. They're going to miss out on Caleb Williams or Drake. and scene thank you mitch (laughs) mitch with his raider takes i think he's a niners fan but he came with the raider takes i'm always tired after mitch's calls are over it's because i work i work really hard to try to (laughs) it's a lot decipher and follow and understand and i just don't know what this show would be like without mitch (laughs) USC Washington, great game. Michael Penix, Heisman front runner. Well, he, he, Josh McDaniel should never coach again. That was well, it. No, he brought up something else. <laughs> Mitch Wait, is, oh yeah, suspend him. Suspend Michigan. <laughs> Mitch is uh, uh, our little piece of uh, pardon the interruption. Mm-hmm. He hits all the national stories. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's that's terrific. That's terrific. That's Thanks, my boy. Mitch. That's my boy, Mitch. Uh, that's our guy. Like I said, I don't know what this show would be without Mitch. Um, 
And I don't know what this show would be if the Kings had won last night. There had been a different vibe for sure, <sighs> at least if they had played well, uh, which they didn't. They didn't do either one. Um, they looked so, awful. So can I ask something? I'm replaying the game and just looking at some stuff like that, and people are um, destroying the the Davion Mitchells, the Harrison Barnes of the world. They didn't play well. That's fair. Sabonis, they didn't play well at all. Very fair. But if you rewatch the game, things took a turn when the bench came in. Which is a drastically different than Saturday. Uh, Saturday. Saturday, the bench helped the team, kept them in it. First seven, eight minutes of the game. I mean, it's it's a regular game. The Kevin Herter was hitting some shots, uh, was getting active. Yeah. And then when the subs came in, it all went to hell in a in a handbasket. Is that same thing you guys saw? Where you know, in this case, the subs were just were just awful. And the starting lineup held him down. I only say that because there's a lot of get Davion out of there and all this other stuff. Well, I know those numbers show when he's out on the court, things are different. But, um, yeah, I don't, I'm not as quick to just say get Davion out of there. I don't want to see Kobe Jones playing point guard so anymore. So I think that's the <clears throat> – No, he's not a point guard. Just put some pressure on him. He might have a hard time with that handle. I don't want to see him as a point guard. He's a, he's a wing. He's a slasher. So that's the difficult part of this. If it's like if it's not Davion, then who? And I think most people's response is Malik. Okay, let's go with that for a second. Let's go with Malik instead of Davion. Well, then what? Because now you got Davion on the bench with a group that could use a distributor like Malik. Mm-hmm. Now, can Davion distribute the same way Malik does? Maybe. Um, but Malik has been pretty ingrained in that role since coming to Sacramento. Yeah. I mean, I don't think Malik has started a single game. If I, I mean, I don't know for sure. I don't think that he has. Terrence Davis missed games. Kevin Herter missed games. De'Aaron Fox missed games. Malik never got the call to start. It was always Malik is going to be here uh, running with this second unit. Now, if his run with the second unit starts four minutes into the game versus six minutes into the game, sometimes that just is a part of, of, of the story of the game. But I just don't – if it's not Davion, I just don't know what you do. Yeah, and and I'm I'm thinking about that, and I'm like, yo, you can't – we're not putting Kobe at the point. But my first thought for where to get Kobe in is that starting – power forward or small forward, whatever you want to call it. Because if Harrison Barnes, you were at the numbers, 33 in game one, I think you said he got 54 since then. Yeah, He's averaging like two rebounds a night. Yeah, He's ghost in a lot of these situations when he's needed the most. Mm-hmm. He, he might need to come off the bench. I think that would be the first – Move and this is with De'Aaron coming back. I'm assuming De'Aaron's back, but Harrison got to got to give me something, man. He's got to he's got to play a lot better than what he has, and some of that has to do with the fact that I've liked the way Kobe Jones has played. So, if you don't want to do nothing with your minutes, give give those minutes to Kobe. He'll get in there. He'll he'll fight. He's a little obviously he's a little shorter, whatever the case may be, but he'll battle. Okay. I mean, I I don't hate it. I think my concern is like we we've we've hit that where that's where we are. That's my concern. Mm-hmm. Like we're there. Okay. Cuz we were talking about, you know, hey, Kobe looks like a nice player. He might not get he probably not going to get any run this year. Mm-hmm. He looks like a nice player. Now we're talking about psh, put Kobe in. Mm-hmm. To me, this 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 reeks of when we used to, you know, beg for the 15th guy on the roster to play just because we were looking for something to spark some enjoyment on a 27-win team. Yeah. Now, this team isn't a 20 it's, it's not at all what I'm insinuating. I'm just at the point where it's like, this is this is, this is is the level of play these guys are at. Through six games, we got to start talking about playing a player who two weeks ago we thought probably was going to be the odd man out in all of this. And to his credit, every time Colby's played, he's he's – yeah, shown that he can be out on the floor, and that and that's I, I think that's where a lot of it comes from for for some people is he's played his way into this role. Every time from 
pretty much maybe the first or second preseason game that he's gotten out there, he has played well. He's kind of forced Mike Brown or the fans who are watching, he's kind of forced their hand. Like, dang, this guy, he's out here, he's playing well. How can we not have him on the court? How can we not have him in the rotation? And I think that's more so as opposed – like in the past, it would just be like just to anybody. Mm -hmm. I don't don't look at – because I would say Duarte if it was just anybody. I don't – I think Kobe Jones has jumped Duarte Mm -hmm. uh, as a player and has earned this opportunity if Harrison continues to play the way he's played the majority of the season. Okay. Well, they're back home tomorrow. As you noted, it's the Blazers Thunder in an in-season tournament game on Friday and then uh, Cleveland uh, on Monday. And then they'll head out on a very, very lengthy uh, road trip after that uh, and won't be back at the Golden 1 Center until Tuesday. I think it's the 28th when they take on the Golden State Warriors in the last uh, in-season tournament game. Um, maybe this was all a plan. To ramp up to the end season tournament on Friday, no, oh. maybe that's all this was playing chess, not checkers. That's, I mean, that's that's what that's what Mike Brown does. Um, Mike did say last night, this team isn't moving fast enough. So, so let me let me mm-hmm. let me stop you there and, and segue into this because before you said we were going to talk about Mike Brown. So obviously you had some thoughts about, or I'm assuming. Did you have thoughts about Mike Brown? And yeah, of course. What's been going on? So yeah, Mike, this, Mike, Mike Brown's not absolved of criticism here. Um, you know, I, players play, right? And that, that, that's what you say. It, it, it's up to the players to get out there and work. You could put the best game plan together. You could put the best. You could have the best film se- sessions in history. If your guys aren't ready to play, they're not ready to play. I'm not mm-hmm. – the, the, the lack of effort, you know, playing Jordan Ford and – and and can't I'm not knocking Mike for any of that, mm-hmm. but it's it, it's hard for me to I, I just I don't know what the conversations were during training camp. I don't know what the conversations are today. Mike has a couple of times over the last few days mentioned pace and getting up and down the floor. I feel like he went about a month without ever talking about that stuff. It was physicality. It was defense. It was, we're not going to be 25th. We're not going to be 24th. We're going to be better defensively. And if we're not, I'm, if the guys I have on the, out on the floor can't be better defensively, I'm going to find someone on in a King's jersey that can be. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a pretty stern warning. I also think he's full of crap. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's telling the truth. It's, 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 and it's what I've been saying about Kevin Herter. If Kevin Herter wasn't struggling from the field, if Kevin Herter was shooting 40% no bite from three, no one would be worried about the backdoor cuts that he's giving up. Mm-hmm. Because, like, five other Kings give up backdoor cuts. And because of what Mike did in preseason, we zeroed in on Kevin Herter. And Kevin Herter was an easy target because I think a lot of people already thought he wasn't very good on defense. Um, then it was teams are targeting him. And now it's one of those cases, in my opinion, when you're told what to look for, it becomes clear. Mm-hmm. It's like I, I, I think uh, Trista used like a similar analogy uh, last week. But like when you look at those pictures and they say, no, if you just really zero in on it, you see the D'Lo and Casey logo. And you're like, all I see is a bunch of dots. No, look at the logo. There's the, the, and, then, and, then you see, and then you see it, mm-hmm. and then it's all you can see. Mm-hmm. Once it's pointed out to you, it's all you can see. Right. That's what I feel like happened with Kevin Herter. Kevin Herter wasn't great defensively. Then Mike pointed it out inadvertently, but we all knew why Mike singled out Kevin Herter and was talking about Chris Duarte. Mm -hmm. Now everybody saw it, and it's all anyone could watch. So you've got that compounded by the fact he's not hitting his shots. If this team is playing the way they're supposed to be offensively, no one is talking about what they're doing defensively until you get into a game like they had with the Lakers last year where it was like 140 to 138 or one, some, whatever the score was, it, it was that crazy game where you're super high scoring going, you couldn't just get one stop. Mm-hmm. You, you, you couldn't stop Thomas Bryant from having a career night against you. Like you couldn't, that's when defense comes up. But now because the offense is bad, 
the defense is getting like it's 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 like under like this weird microscope because Mike talked about it all offseason. Right. And whether intentional or not, it's proved. I don't want to say it's proved at this point. It feels like that was a severe miscalculation on his part. He may have thought is that was that was a motivating factor. He may thought of that 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 is a way to get through to his team. Right now, we joked about this in the studio yesterday. I'll bring it. I'll bring it to life. Right now, Mike Brown's uh, day ball. Mm. Yeah, and 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 truth be told, the, the kings of the Giants, the yeah. New York Giants, they, unlike the Giants, they have a lot more time to 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 kind of correct this. And I think that they can. I think that they will. But they've got to figure out a way to be who they are. They got to figure out a way to do what makes them great. And if you're able to do that, and you want to try to add some things to the defensive end, or you want to try to be more physical, or you whatever, get the offense back on track mm-hmm. because you can't win games if your offense is bad. And you're trying to be something defensively, right? Because you're already so, like, lower on the totem pole defensively, that you have to have your offense on point mm-hmm. to be able to make those those defensive steps forward. Mm-hmm. And that's where I feel like some of what we've seen falls on Mike Brown. Uh, and everything you said, well said. It's like I was telling Jesse this, just in my opinion, you have to figure out what. What gets your team going? It seems like for this group, their strength, their superpower, all that stuff was offense. And you slowly try to incorporate some defense or incorporate those those principles that you need to reach a whole nother level. You don't just throw them in, in the lake in February in the frozen lake no, and be like, cold. so I'm like, yeah, it's just shock to the system. Mm-hmm. That's what I, I feel happened. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I could be completely wrong. Plus these guys are capable of deciphering things and, and handling business regardless of, of what he's saying. But I thought, I always thought there was just too much emphasis on being this defensive team. That's not the personnel you have. That's not what makes this team successful. I thought there's, should and it almost felt like, and this is unfair because these weren't the words that came out of anybody's mouth. But it was almost a disregard for the offensive end, as in, like, not even like taking it for granted, but just like that wasn't good enough last year. Mm-hmm. Well, I it was good enough to do something. It was good enough to be a successful team, and. And then, like I always say in the playoffs, you didn't lose because you didn't play defense. You lost because you couldn't hit no shots. You need your offense. Regardless if Mike or anybody else likes that or not, this particular group, you need to be a high-scoring offense. You are not built to win no slugfest. You need to get up and down the floor. That's how I look at this team. You can get better along the way, but – don't, you better make sure you don't lose that offense. Because mm. you lose that offense, it don't matter if you hold you – know, like I said, the other day you held Houston to 107. You hold Golden State to 102. You lost both of them. Mm-hmm. You better find a way to score. We'll come back. We'll talk Kings basketball. We'll talk NBA basketball with Trista Crick. She joins us at the top of the hour. Plus – They say this hey. is a big, rich town. We got week nine power rankings just, on the way. It's Dealing with KC brought to you by Sky River Casino. Get in on the action with 2,100 of the newest slot machines and over 80 table games. Sky's the limit at Sky River Casino here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Trista come, Crick coming up uh, just about 10 minutes or so, top of the 2 o'clock hour. Uh, 916-909-1320. If you want to talk, if you want to cook, if you want to be mad, yo, we're here for you. We're here. Donald, what's going on, brother? Hey, I know, I know, uh, Damon. You asked, is this where we're at? You know, trying to bring in other people. With Harrison, it feels like this is where we've always been. Mm-hmm. You know, the last couple of years. I don't know if he was last year or year before. He had, you know, the highest points ever for a 
you know, an opening game by a Sacramento King. I think it was 36. And he told off like this, you know, 30. Yeah. And he told off, you know, again. So I think the inconsistency of Harrison Barnes is where we've always been. This is not anything new. And we've, as Kings fans have said, if there's going to be a switch, that's the position that you're going to switch at. So I don't know when that is. But uh, we cannot let this season go off the rails because we are are faithful or we want to be consistent with an inconsistent player. Mm. Not wrong. He's not wrong. Like th- this is this has been. I mean, this has kind of been the rap on Harrison. Harrison isn't the reason they were down forty yesterday. No. Um, but when you're, you know, if you're we're going to, you know, unleash on Domas for playing poorly or Davion. We got to talk about Harrison, too. I mean, absolutely. I mean, oh, it, I think Harrison had another zero rebound game yesterday. Is that right? HB? Yes. Three points, zero rebounds, one assist. That's awful. It's awful. He's, he's putting up 2.3 rebounds on the season. Um, In a situ- like we talked about earlier, in a situation where you have a guy out like De'Aaron Fox, your mm-hmm. best player, you need guys to step up. And quite simply, you just haven't had it. You didn't have Harrison Barnes step up. And here's the thing. I'll stall out Harrison just a little bit, mm-hmm. just a little bit. Mm-hmm. He does uh, – Donald is right. He does what he seems to always do. He's averaging 13.5 points per game right now. Mm-hmm. It's about it because he'll have 31 game, mm-hmm. he'll have three another game. Mm-hmm. And that's not the exact comparison, but after you have so many different performances like that, it averages to about 13, 14, 15 points a night. Mm-hmm. So that's what he normally does. I think the the real killer right now is you're not getting enough from Keegan and Kevin Herter. And okay. when those guys aren't able to – pick up their game offensively, combining that with Sabonis, not stepping up his game, combining that with Harrison Barnes, now you you look lifeless. You look lifeless. So somebody's got to step up. I'm just going to assume right now that Fox isn't playing tomorrow. Mm -hmm. You know, we haven't heard anything about it, but, you know. I I feel like that's probably a safe assumption. Yeah, if I'm I'm there, I'm looking at, yeah, we probably won't have Fox tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So who's going to step up? How much of that, I don't know if blame is the right word, but like we expected a jump from Keegan, but like how much of um, how much of the heat does he get? Because he's still a second-year player. I don't think he needs. <clears throat> like like you want him to take that next step, but he's still learning the league, I guess, if you I don't, want to put it that way. I don't think heat's the right word, and we talked about this leading into the season, and sometimes we set these, these, these expectations for second-year players because of what we saw from De'Aaron not giving De'Aaron the credit that, like, that's unique. Mm. Like, Luca, Luca did it, which mm-hmm. I thought was incredible. That's unique. Yeah. To think, oh, well, well, Keegan, he's in his second year. Oh, he's going to be so much better. Well, no, there's there's also a term called sophomore slump, right? There's 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 also terms like that. So it, it, it's probably, of all of the guys, Herter, Harrison, uh, Domas, whoever, I'm probably going to stall out Keegan the most. I'm not saying what you yeah. said wasn't fair, that, that you, you, know, you know, part of what we're seeing is that, that Keegan and Herter, they're, they're not doing enough. I'm not, it's, it's completely fair. Mm-hmm. But if, 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 I, if I get one pass to stall a player out, mm-hmm. it's probably going to go to Keegan Murray. That's fair and understandable for sure. You know, they, they just, yeah. I'm I'm in a loss for words with these guys because it's <laughs> it's not exactly what he said. It was that it's that damn rookie wall? That damn rookie wall caught <laughs> caught Keegan Murray in the second season. Damn it! I hate it when that happens. Yeah, I I because what you're saying isn't wrong. Like I I hear you. I agree with you. But um, you this is part of the burden, and some might look at it like that for playing for a team that has high expectations. You're not playing for the Rockets, Jabari Smith. You know what I'm saying? You're not playing with a, a team that doesn't need you to reach some lofty goals that they've set. 
And Keegan's got to you got to have to step it up. And I'm not saying you didn't say that. I'm just saying you're going to have to step it up. No, I, I you know, absolutely. They, they definitely, they definitely need that. So. Nine, one, six, nine, Oh, nine, uh, 13, 20. Let's get to our brother, Manny, Manny, what's going on, baby. What's up y'all. That's, that's what concerns me the most. Like I get the, the younger players. Sometimes they start off a little slow or even as disappointing as I am in Davion and, him not taking the reins like I thought he would. Uh, it's the veterans. Like, that's the main reason why you have those veterans is in games like that, them being the ones that kind of, you know, hold it down. And I think by the end of this week, like, I'm, I'm not in panic mode, but if Portland and OKC, we see kind of the same trend, I think there should be major concern at that point. Like, that at that point, that's way too many games in a row. And it's not just a pattern. It becomes kind of, I want to say a regular thing, but it's its too consistently bad, too consistently of bad play showing, mm-hmm. and something's got to give at some point. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, but so I also look at this thing as like, what, what, what does everybody want to do? Because if Keegan and Kevin Herter start hitting their shots and the offense looks fine, uh, Fox comes back or whatever, and offense looks fine, and they end up getting enough games, five, six games from now, to be one game over 500. Are we still talking about, you know, benching somebody or somebody needs to go or anything? I I, I don't think so. I think we're looking at, all right, they, they've righted the ship a little bit. They've, they've figured some things out. They got healthy, and they're getting back to it. I say all that to say I think there are concerns, but they're magnified right now because Fox isn't there and Herter and Keegan Murray are shooting in the 20s. Mm-hmm. Like that's – it's. I don't really care. Harrison's not good enough to change that. Yeah, I, 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 have some, I have some feeling on this. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. <laughs> 